Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Welcome to the program where today my special guest is going to be Maria Brito. And our subject is uncovering your creativity and innovation within. Maria's got all kinds of great ideas and tips, and you're going to want to hear her fantastic story about how she came to the United States and how she got frustrated and how she leveraged her creativity and her own innovation to develop an outstanding business and career. It's all coming up. I've got that conversation for you in just a couple of minutes here on Better Than Before. And then I'm going to give you three big ideas that you can use in your business and your career. Today's program is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Stand by. I'll be right back with Maria Brito here on the C-Suite Radio Network. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. back to better than before this is tony richards excited today because maria brito is going to be here with us and she was selected by complex magazine as one of the 20 power players in the art world as well as being named one of art news magazine's deciders she's written for publications such as entrepreneur huffington post l 
Forbes, Artnet, Cultured Magazine, Departures, and the Gulf Coast Journal of Literature and Fine Arts from the University of Houston, Texas. Her upcoming book is called How Creativity Rules the World. You got to have it right after you. I mean, don't you want to rule the world? <laughs> she promises to make the creative process of successful seven figure artists and billion dollar entrepreneurs, as well as her own accessible and actionable for anyone who wants to take the power of their ideas to the next level. Who doesn't want to do that? For several years, Maria has taught her creativity course in companies. And in 2019, she launched Jumpstart, an online program on creativity for entrepreneurs based on years of research and observation in both the areas of business and art. Maria also wrote and hosted The C-Files with Maria Brito, a TV and streaming series for PBS news station, All Arts. And I'm honored and excited to have Maria Brito here today, direct from New York City. How are you today? Hi, Tony. Thank you for this amazing opportunity. And thank you for everybody who's listening and tuning in. I am thrilled to be with you Good. here and now. Yeah, so. me, me too. I'm, I'm excited for your book that's going to be out here real soon. And I'm excited to have you here to explain to us so we'll better understand it when we read it. One thing I kind of wanted to start off with, I'm fascinated by creativity, but how do you define creativity? Creativity is your unique ability to come up with ideas of value that are relevant for any business or industry or career. So it's a very individual concept because it has to do with the way you see the world and your ability to actually implement those ideas. I love for that improvement of society, improvement of your business, improvement of anything that already exists and you can actually make it better. So it's a concept that it is very attainable, but because it has been enveloped in a lot of mystery throughout the ages and also sometimes has been attributed just to artists or when people think about creatives, they imagine perhaps someone who's in a studio designing things or someone who is, I don't know, cooking things with exotic ingredients and I don't know what. And that's not the case. I think everybody has to claim creativity back for themselves and put that in practice because it's the most important skill for people's survival in their jobs and businesses and careers. Because if you're not creative and if you're not willing to explore those ideas, I think you're going to have a hard time thriving in this economy. I love that definition because you and I, before we went on the show, we were talking about the nuances of the English language and how we all kind of, depending on what part of the world we grew up in, and especially in the United States, we all have our versions of the modified English language. But I think creativity or someone being described as creative is one of those things where I agree with you. I think people think of that as artsy, and I like your definition a whole lot better. And I could tell from reading your bio that you've done that. Your definition of creativity is what you've been living. I have. And that's why I felt so compelled to write this book and to bring these concepts to more and more people. Because, again, I feel that without ideas, there is no progress. And we don't want to be going backwards. We are at a crucial stage in history where after two years in a pandemic, we in the United States have seen the greatest numbers of new filings for businesses 
about 10 million in 2020-2021. That is not only remarkable, but also we want those businesses to succeed. What is exciting about that, Tony, is that Americans are taking chances on themselves that they did not take before. Mm -hmm. And once you have made a decision and you take the step forward to create a business, to have a business plan and whatnot, as a business owner myself, I know that you're going to encounter a lot of roadblocks and a lot of bumps and how you resolve those is with your ideas and your creative thinking. How do you outshine your competitors is with your unique ideas that come from your experiences, the way that you see the world, your upbringing, everything actually matters. And I'm very invested on this concept because I think for too long, people were not questioning the status quo, right? I mean, we had given so much power to all the big tech companies and social media. And honestly, I don't see anything wrong with them. In fact, I think that there are tons of great examples with the leaders who actually are human and do good things and bad things, right? And so accepting their humanity is a very important thing. And when people do great things and we can actually pick those clues up for ourselves, we should embrace them. And that's why I have analyzed a lot of big entrepreneurs and CEOs of companies for a long time, because if I can translate what they did for the layman so that you can do it too, and it's a matter of having habits, it's not that because they are smarter than you are, or they are luckier, that they have reached levels of success that for the most people are unthinkable. I think is the amount of habits that they stack. And that's really part of being creative is how do you utilize all these abilities that we all have and we were born with to actually materialize these incredible ideas. Gosh, I've just got so many thoughts running through my <laughs> mind with all the things that you just said. But one of them that's really sticking out to me is what you said about giving power away. And I think we trade that for security sometimes. And that's why we didn't question anything. We just continued to work at a job maybe we didn't enjoy, but it was secure. Or maybe we worked at a company we didn't really enjoy working at, but it was secure. And it seems like to me, the way you describe creativity, one of the key things is you have to be secure in yourself and be willing to take a chance on yourself because that's what entrepreneurism really is, is you're willing to bet on yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think taking chances are always scary. And there is never a guarantee. Nobody ever feels 100% secure of what they're doing or not. Even if you speak to Elon Musk or you speak to Jeff Bezos, they are always going to tell you that the beginning, and even when they actually right now have to decide if they are going to acquire a company, if they are going to, they don't know how things are going to pan out. Because the truth is that nobody's certain of anything. Businesses were doing phenomenally well and then suddenly there is a global pandemic that shuts everything down right i mean what do you do with that and so it's important to understand that whether you think and you see yourself as a risk taker or you think you're risk averse there is always going to be some level of self-doubt which is fine and perfectly manageable but once you get very comfortable in a place it's time for you to start getting uncomfortable and i'll tell you why machines are getting better and better at replacing humans and there is a lot of things that are happening right now in the field of artificial intelligence and a lot of people don't even want to look at that because it's frightening 
is how do you actually come out of this craziness on the other side is by always being a step ahead and seeing the future really is not that hard. The problem is people are extraordinarily distracted and with reason. Hey, I'm not saying that there is no reason. With reason, we have an enormous amount of entertainment in the fingertips. You can stream the whole catalog of Netflix out of your phone if you want to, right? And spend, I don't know, two years in your house just watching this phenomenal series and movies and whatnot, right? There is also social media. Then there is an algorithm that feeds you news on your phone. There is an email. People are calling wonderful podcasts. It's like we have so many options that are taking away all our attention that we don't even know what's happening around us. And part of being creative and also I wrote this in my book, is being able to pay attention to see what's happening and what are these opportunities that you can grab and mine for yourself and what are things that other people are missing. And yet usually those things are happening in the periphery, right? Because if you want to go for the mainstream, it's usually harder to build something impactful that if you try to go more towards the margins and see the things that are little and the things that are starting to get some traction and whatnot and how you could get those things and combine them with what you do or just go straight to the things that are not happening in the mainstream and why people are not taking the advantage of those opportunities is mostly because they are have developed a lot of blind spots too once you're an expert in what you do you get comfortable because you're so good at what you do and a level of comfort and certainty that Every time you do this, you're going to get that result. And you keep actually building skills within your level of competence. And there is a point where it's a, a little of diminishing returns to. There is a point where you already know so much about what you're doing. You're not innovating anymore. You're not creating anything new anymore because you've already seen it all. And of course, I mean, if you're a surgeon, please, by all means, you know, just like, please keep doing the best that you can within that field. But how many surgeons, right? The world changes fast. Visionaries move very fast too. And anybody, and I don't say this lightly, anybody has the capacity to do these things, Tony, because they are very easy habits. The complicated part, if you will, is actually sustaining them long-term, right? It's like, how do you keep your curiosity alive? How do you keep asking the right questions? How do you empathize with your customers so that you understand what they want? Because I don't know any business without customers, but I also understand that if you don't have a level of empathy to understand what is that they want, what gets them going, what is it that the customer wants today? Because the customer wants something today that yesterday was different. A lot of companies that have gone out of business the last 10 or 15 years didn't necessarily go out of business because of competition. They went out of business because they became irrelevant. The world changed, right? And they didn't change. Like you said, they were comfortable in their competency and they just kept doing the same thing. And the world went on in a different direction. And they were not paying attention, Tony, because right. it brings to mind the case, the famous case of Blockbuster and Netflix and right. how they said it's impossible. People are never going to not want to come here and feel the movies and hang out with the staff and get their DVDs or I don't know, whatever tapes. And well, we know what happened, right? And right. look, it's important to say that Netflix is looking now how to enter the video games world too, because 
because they see that this Gen Z are completely enthralled by Fortnite and Rainbow. And I don't know what, I mean, there is such a resurgence in the world of video games because they are super cool, super addictive and people interact, right? So it's in there, things happen there. You build a community there. And so Netflix, very importantly is realizing that they are not just a business of streaming entertainment for the people who like movies and series, that there is also a segment that they can right now figure out how to incorporate in their offerings and hopefully have them turned into life lovers of whatever they give. Because hopefully, I hope people are not playing video games when they are 40. My, my kids are, I told you, 13 and 11. Right. I, I just hope that they are not just like forever trapped by this world. But yes, that's why, see, like we don't have the iPhone one, right? Like we are in the 13 plus or whatever, because companies like Apple cannot just sit back and sing praises to just like Steve Jobs did at the beginning and not continue pushing forward and have the Apple watch and the Apple car is coming. And these are intersections. Like I was saying before, intersections of things. Why is the Apple car interesting? Because it's an electrical car, right? And so that's an intersection of things that have to do with computing technology. It has to do with design, which they are phenomenal at, but Apple was not a car company. So why are they looking at these things? It's because they are the opportunities that happen first. They are very marginal because an electrical car is not the norm. We are still dependent on fuel to move the car, but these things are going to be part of the future. And so the people who are willing to grab, and I know it sounds so big because people may be listening and say, well, look, I mean, I'm not going to build an electric car car. No, of course you're not. Or maybe you are. But the thing is, every profession, every business, everything has connective adjacencies that actually are full of opportunity and money. And people miss them in plain sight. Yeah. Hey, so I know one of the things you talk about a lot is doing pivots. Talk to me a little bit about someone's in a career and they want to pivot to take more advantage of their own ideas and thoughts and maybe think about entrepreneurism or could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think people can start doing some. What I've seen is a lot of people do a little consulting here and there to see how that goes while they still keep their day jobs or whatnot. What is important to know is that everything requires a level of work that is going to be higher than what you're already doing, right? Because if you are working a nine to five job that you dislike, then if you're doing some consulting, you know that you're going to be doing something else for somebody else from six to nine or something else. So that is something that has to get into people's mindsets. It's like how much you want this. And nowadays, the barrier of entry for anybody to do this type of things is very low because people can build websites. People can do everything on Zoom. People can promote on social media. People can buy Facebook ads. 10 years ago, for people to know that you existed, you had to buy an ad on a billboard or on TV or in a magazine and spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. No, seriously. And now you put 200 bucks on a boosted post on Facebook or you hire somebody or you do it yourself, right? And you get like a thousand clicks for 60 cents. That is unreal. This, all these things are there for you to use them. And I know the story of a person who had a very miserable job. This person was coding for a company and 
He didn't like it. But he had taken several courses on hypnosis. So he had been certified as a hypnotist. Mm -hmm. And he was consulting for people, both on Zoom and in person, people who wanted to quit smoking and people who wanted to quit bad habits and whatnot. And so it turns out that the guy was so good that he was having like wait lists of people because he couldn't, since he had a job, the nine to five thing. And like, he literally said, oh my goodness, I was miserable from nine to five. And I was so excited because my second gig was starting at 6 p.m. Bottom line is the man ended up quitting and he built a huge business of hypnotist. And also he started training other people, certifying other people. And then he built a whole platform online for that. And it just started with a side gig of an interest. So I think that the evaluation that people have to do for themselves is what am I willing to trade off? Am I willing to trade off like I'm going to get home at 5 p.m. and immediately I'm going to just crack open a bottle of wine and drink the whole thing? Or I'm willing to just wait until nine to have the drinks there because I'm going to spend three hours either doing the consulting or gathering skills. Tony, it's incredible the amount of also courses online that are available for anybody who want to do anything, really. I mean, even universities like Harvard are giving a lot of courses for free. And how you pass on to the next level is that you have to submit the homework. And well done, right? I mean, because that means they want commitment from people. Yes, at some point, they would want to sell you their stuff or whatever. But the basic level will give you a certain amount of skills. So unless you want to be a lawyer or a doctor, I think everything else is up for grabs, right? You mm. really can develop a level of, I wouldn't say expertise because that takes time, but I, I think you will gather a level of knowledge with a lot of what the resources that are out in the world and your creativity, obviously, because you need to know how to position yourself. You need to know what kind of marketing are you going to use. You're going to have to explain your offering. You're going to have to be able to differentiate. And that's what creative means. Like I said at the beginning, is your unique ability to come up with ideas of value for the market that you want to serve or the one that you're already serving. So I think that the options for people who feel that they have no option depend on their own motivation and their own desire desire to venture into another field in the beginning with extra hours of their day. I think one of the things that really adds a lot of energy to making that business work too is when you throw away your safety net. <laughs> yes. Right. So when you quit your regular job and you go all in, then you get the mindset of I've got to make this work and you will work it and work it and work it to make it work. And the business grows because now your focus and energy is all in it. And yeah, and It's not a secondary thought anymore. It's, it's the primary thought now it's option a not B. I think that people have to take those risks once they feel that they can actually make it work. Right. 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 And it's not just like random decision made in a moment, the heat of the moment. I think that, there is a lot. And, and also, you don't want to overanalyze it either, because if you think too much about it, you're never going to do it. That's but you right. do want to have a basic level of knowing what is it that you're going for if there is a market and if there is a space for you. And most of the time, there is a space for everybody everywhere. What I said before is like, kind of avoid a little bit of the mainstream because everything is too competitive already there, right? But let's say that you are in the business of a restaurant and everybody has to eat, but yours has all these other things and qualities and specific attributes that 
the one next door doesn't, right? Because that has been your dream and your passion and you're an excellent chef or you're an excellent manager who know who to hire. Because that's the other thing, right? Like you have to know where are your gifts and that are people who are makers, artists, and super skilled people. And with artists, I don't mean that you have to paint, but those people who are always making things, right? right? And it's also part of being an entrepreneur is people who make things. And there are people who are excellent at running businesses, managing people, creating systems and processes. And there are incredible people who can actually have the two things, right? Like they are makers and artists and skilled people who actually can also run businesses and have incredible processes and whatnot. But that comes from self-evaluation. And a lot of times, we hear this thing of find your purpose and the truth is that it sounds sometimes as a tall order like almost you have to be mother Teresa and feed kids in India to have a purpose or come up with the cure to cancer and I think that's not what purpose means purpose is this desire to contribute your ideas and your creativity to your everyday life and the life of others when you wake up every day happy to do what you do and you have a, a mentality and a spirit of service that's purpose and that's the greatest purpose and it helps others it doesn't matter that you you don't need to have 12,000 clients when you start or ever but you make three four or five people happy you help other people to accomplish other things that's purpose yeah. that's really big and it multiplies I think, too, and going back to our discussion about the uniqueness of people and being secure in themselves, a lot of what you were saying there in the marketplace, at least, is about differentiation, right? What makes you different? And a lot of people are not secure in the fact that it's not what you do. It's the uniqueness of maybe how you do it. And That's your right. own uniqueness as a person brings complete differentiation. You could have five executive coaches lined up and each one of, I would stand out, somebody else would stand out and somebody else would stand out just by the way we approach it. Right. Yes. And so I think you have to value that you have to value your own brand or style of creativity also. Just Absolutely. And I think that, Everybody has different experiences, different ways that they absorb their environments. Their childhoods are very different. The experiences that they've had, the places that they've lived, the schools they've been to. And that's true for every human being on this planet. And it sounds, wow, but there are 7 billion of us. Yes, and each one of us is very different. And it's important to respect that individuality. And that's why I encourage people to go for the things that they are passionate about. And when people ask themselves that question, it usually is a good exercise to look at your childhood and what were the things that were exciting to you as a child that you like to paint, that you like to play with soldiers or with firefighter cars or what was your gift at that time? What was that lit you up? And there are a lot of very interesting answers. You have to commit to doing them. You have to take a physical notebook and take a pen and write down the answers to those things to see what comes out and what flows out of your thoughts into your hands to have the courage to look at that and say, let me just get this straight out because right now I'm not really living my dream and I could be much happier if I utilize all the things that are my passions and my interests in a much better way. And like you said, people have a lot of fear to look at where they are. And the part of trusting oneself 
is so important. And not having an option is also important. Like you said, once you go in and you've removed the safety net, you're going to have to figure out how to make this work out right. because there's no option B. And if you are so passionate about it, you're going to make it work out. We don't know how, but you are, right? Yeah, that's right. So let me ask you this. You're originally from Venezuela. How long have you been in the United States? About 23 years. Okay. So how did you, as Maria Brito, how did you discover this was your thing? Well, I went to law school and I practiced as a corporate attorney in law firms in New York for a long time, like nine years. And I hated it. I always hated it. You are going to be wondering, well, why do you go to law school? Because I grew up in Venezuela in a conservative family with parents who had decided for me that I could be a doctor, an engineer, or an attorney. And in their minds, those were dependable careers that were serious and prestigious and also like a ticket almost like to a guaranteed successful life, right? Yeah, sure. And I hated it. And I believed it because your parents shape your life when you're a child and a teenager. And it was too expensive for me to actually rebel to this. It's like Venezuela is not like, oh, I could leave my house and go and wait tables and make some decent money and rent a studio apartment. Those things did not exist and do not exist in the third world. There was no way that I could have left my house at 16 or 15 and figure out my life. So I ended up falling trap of this brainwash and I pursued the safety that my parents thought it was so important and they meant well of course they didn't want to hurt me but they never understood who I was as a person which is I mean I'm not crying over that the truth is I'm on the other side of it but a lot of people make the same mistake and it's been questioned a lot. What is a college degree worth these days? Or what is the master's worth? I believe in education, actually. But I also believe that because we live in a world that is moving at a rapid speed, all the jobs that you think are going to be solid right now are not probably going to exist in 10 or 20 years from now. So... I saw myself in this misery of not wanting to really go to that law firm anymore, or see any of those people. And they were great people. I mean, it was just me, right? And I changed law firms a few times thinking the next one was going to be the best one and the new one and new clients and new projects. And it was always the same misery. So it was not. <laughs> no, matter what, no matter where you went, there you were, right? It was me, yeah. right? And we right. were not a match. And I had always had this passion for art as a child and my parents funnily they always nurtured the artistic inclination but as a hobby you say you know what as a very well-rounded child or a young adult has to know about art and you have to be cultivated and we're gonna go and travel we didn't really have a lot of money but well, well parents, your parents it sounds like like a lot of parents they saw you and they saw the value you had to offer and they knew you were bright and they knew you were talented they just put you in the boxes they knew yes and right? that's what i said i mean they meant well but they didn't know me yeah, right that, i mean and well they so, didn't know that they didn't know there were other boxes right i mean they, no they didn't know they didn't know and they absolutely did not have the perspective that you have or i have 
and, yeah, sure. and in our world and as parents everybody makes terrible mistakes too you know because i'm a mom myself so i can't say that not everything is going to turn out perfect you know the well, way they're going to see me the way i've always looked at it was like parents prepare kids for the world they know not the world they're going to know absolutely right yes you and, and said you can't, it and you can't fault them for that i mean that's just the world they know so it's true it's the world they know but obviously it was not the thing that made me happy. I was really, really sad and depressed at that time because I wanted out and I was tinkering with the idea of having my own business. But imagine, Tony, to leave a law firm where everybody knew me and I was making excellent money and I had all sorts of benefits and then say, well, hello, right now I'm an art advisor and I'm a curator and I'm going to build art collections around the world and I'm going to have all these things. You would have thought I had lost it, seriously, because it's almost like if you go to a bakery and the owner of the bakery tells you tomorrow I'm opening a garage and I'm fixing all these cars and you're like, what? Well, that's very conventional wisdom because, again, <laughs> I mean, it is. It's very run-of-the-mill conventional wisdom. You've got all this security. You've got this great job. You've got great salary. You've got great clients. Why would you ever give that up without right. calculating the unconventional wisdom of because I'm not happy? Right. And because this doesn't fit what my talents and skills really are. That's why I would give it up because I'm a secure person and I know I can do what I want to do and I can do it successfully. Right. And I did it. It's been 13 years, the best, best 13 years of my life, hands down, since I left that career. I feel that the minute I walked out of that law firm, it's almost like I had a black sack of 500 pounds that were weighing me down and I just like left and it all lifted. And I had so many early successes that I was always convinced I wasn't the right path, but that doesn't mean that everybody's going to have the same thing. No, it, but I can tell you right now, I bet there are a lot of people that are listening to this show right now, either on their way to work or they're on a run or they're sitting at home in the evening, maybe, and, and they're listening to this show and they're listening to you talk and they're going, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. That's me right there. That's me. I just think that's the value you're bringing right now is there's just a lot of people going, finally, somebody understands what I've been going through. I want to be that kind of person for people and inspire them with my journey. And that's, again, one of the reasons I wrote this book is to show people that you can do something as radical as I did. It's a 180 degree transition and from scratch in a very difficult world because the art world is difficult. It's snob. It's, I mean, it's changed tremendously, but I think the beauty of everything is that when you are an outsider, you see everything with fresh eyes because since I wasn't in, I didn't know who was the bad guy, the good guy who was going to. So I had a lot of fresh eyes and like part of it was a little naive, but part of it was also, I'm not going to let anybody dictate because people had already dictated every one of my choices, right? And right. I'm not going to let anybody dictate my perspective of this new business. This is a new opportunity that I have given to myself. And I am going to check it myself. And I'm going to decide whether what they say it's true or not. And I think if anybody who's listening is considering penetrating or breaking through an area where they have no experience whatsoever, consider that to be a plus and a positive because 
and I said it before, once you are in an industry, you've developed a lot of blind spots and you're missing a lot of the things that are happening where the money is. And you might say, well, Maria, but you've been there already 13 years, so you already know everything. No, I actually continuously push myself out of it. I have produced physical goods in collaboration with artists. I did a TV series. I launched a program. I consult for companies. And I, until the day I die, I will continue to push myself. There is a core of the business and all the other things are very connected, but they are not the same thing, right? right and right. so once I start exploring new things, I encounter new things that I don't necessarily know how to do them, but I have the trust in myself that I can learn how to do them efficiently. And I apply myself to those things until I conquer whatever is the initial learning curve that can be super steep, or it might not just require 10 hours of my time. I don't know. But I think that the good news is if you are thinking to yourself, I can't do it because I'm far removed from what I want to do or my inspirations or the things I love to do as a child are so different from what I graduated college from and, and what I'm working right now. Do not let that be the reason why you're not taking that step forward because it's actually something that benefits you more than you think was thinking about you talking about how the longer you're an expert, the more blind spot you have because you get entrenched in your ways and you're not thinking. But when I coach CEOs, the smart ones like me to knock them out of their box. <laughs> and I will ask them if a new CEO came in here tomorrow and took your job, what would they do? And it causes yeah. them to stop and go, yeah, what would they do? And then that blind spot starts going away because mm -hmm. somebody else might be more comfortable doing this or they might be more comfortable. Why am I not doing that? Well, this is awesome. And people are going to want to get this book. I mean, you've been listening to Maria expound on her expertise now for a good half hour. And all of that is in this brand new book that she's coming out with this month. And I'm going to let her tell you how to get that in just a second and tell you a little bit more about it. Before I let you go, though, Maria, I've got these questions that I ask everybody on the show. And I'm sure that a lot of people would like to know more about you. So I'm going to Run these questions by you. How's that bring, sound? Bring them on. All right. Here's the first one. What's the best memory that immediately comes to mind for you? The birth of my kids. Oh, that's wonderful. Did you tell us their names? Daniel and Oliver. Oh, that's fantastic. Where did you get those? <laughs> the how'd names? You, yeah. How'd you come up with those names? We wanted names that were easy to pronounce in three languages because my husband is from Brazil and uh, I'm from Venezuela and the kids are New Yorkers born and bred. And so we wanted names that were not very difficult to pronounce in three languages. And so yeah. this is what we came up well, with. Hey, it's funny how people come up with their kids' names. I, I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> Who's the number one hero in your life? I think it's my grandfather who passed away a month after I got married. And he taught me the value of being creative and resourceful from example, from his own life. He was an incredible creative man, a Renaissance man who was never stopped, no matter the problems or the obstacles. He was kidnapped for a month in his mid-40s. Oh, wow. And he lost all his money paying for ransom. And he just built a whole other business and a whole other life from scratch from that point on. 
And he had already had a reinvention because he was a physician. He had a little accident, so he wasn't as good and dexterous with his hands and whatnot. And so this man was my number one hero, still is. Goodness gracious, lots of resiliency. Top value you believe in? I believe in integrity a lot. I think that you have to be impeccable with your word and your actions. And I think that's something that has been lost a little bit. But I value integrity and that if you say something, please do it. And if you commit to something, please follow through. Make it happen. Yep. Most important person in your life? My husband. And his name? Marcio. All right. Your favorite thing in the whole world? Hmm. My favorite thing in the whole world is traveling the world. Favorite food? French fries. Most beautiful place you've ever visited? I think it's got to be the Greek islands. Oh, I've got some Greek, but I've never been. So You've got to go. I'd love please. to go. I'd love to go. If you could describe success in one word, what word would you use? Fulfillment. How do you want to be remembered? As creative. If you could go back and give the young Maria some advice, what would you tell her? I'll tell her to relax a little bit. Good. What's your favorite sound? The voice of my kids. (laughs) And out of all the lessons (laughs) you've learned, what would you say the best lesson is? It's more important to give than to receive. Love it. All right. Tell everybody the name of this book. The day day it's coming out and how, how they can get it. It's called How Creativity Rules the World, The Art and Business of Turning Your Ideas into Gold by Maria Brito. It's published by HarperCollins. It's available everywhere where books are sold. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, Bookshop, IndieBound. It is on Audible, too, because there is an audiobook as well. And please... Independent bookstores are the most important thing. We have to support them. It's been tough two years, and they are usually very committed people who own those bookstores, who love growth, who love community. So if you have a favorite independent store, call them up, say that you want How Creativity Rules the World by Maria Brito, and they will order it for you, and you'll pay them directly or whatever. But if it's also available on all these very convenient websites and you just click a button and it'll show up in your house in the next day if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, (laughs) This is not paid by Jeff Bezos, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm going to go ahead and get it. And so it'll just show up in my Kindle because I'm creative and I want to rule the world. So I'm getting it. And I love that. I can't believe you didn't listen for the last half hour and you don't want to get it because Maria Brito (laughs) has just told you all these wonderful things and you want to know more. And so... You can also go to mariabrito.com and you can find out a whole lot more about her and what she does. And I'm sure you can learn a lot. I've learned a lot today and I appreciate you coming on and adding value to our audience. Thank you, Tony. It's my absolute pleasure. It's wonderful to connect with you and to connect with your people. Yeah. So thanks for being my friend. And listen, I got to have to have you back because there's just so much more we could cover. (laughs) I will come back ASAP. So, okay. Hug the kids for for me. And thank you. Will do. Thank you so much. Maria Brito, everybody. I've got more on Better Than Before coming up next. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. 
At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards, and I've got three big ideas before we close out the show for you today. Number one, write down everything. Get a journal. Write down everything you've learned, everything you want to do, everything you would do differently. It will organize your thoughts, clarify your thinking, and help you develop your philosophy. Big idea number two, how much extra time are you putting in learning about your craft? Craftsmanship takes time. And are you taking the time learning new things that you'll need to know in your next position up the ladder? Big idea number three, any great team or organization must start with a basic set of values a set of guiding principles in the day-to-day operations that all members must agree on and live out in their daily behaviors. Well, that's our show today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 and connect with me on Facebook on my free page, Tony Richards Speaker, Author, Coach. Special thanks, as always, to our head producer, Tessa Hall, who makes us sound so good every week. And until we visit again on our next episode next week, I'm Tony Richards reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.